Hello and welcome back to the Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Accommodation Show. I'm pumped today because I'm joined by Michael Golden from Noiseware. He's a true legend in the short-term rental, but also the accommodation space, all the way from short-term rentals through to hotels and motels. Welcome to the show. You're far too kind, Bart. I appreciate it. Uh, glad to be here. Look, um, I've been following your your work for quite a while, and what strikes me about you is that you're very passionate about the industry. You're passionate about making a difference. Um, you're passionate about your product and what it actually delivers. Um, so I'm excited to talk today about um, technology. I'm excited to talk about regulation. I'm excited to talk about um, guests and the guest experience um, and how we can look after them. Now, look, I'd love you to introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you work for, um, what you do, and um, a little bit more about um, how you fit into the into the accommodation space. Sure. So I got started in the vacation rental world seven years ago, um, started at a company where we were doing some master leasing and, and handing them over to property managers. Um, the thing that I heard time and time again from homeowners and, and apartment buildings is we're concerned about them damaging the community, damaging the home, throwing parties, you know, pissing off the neighbors. And so I started working Noiseware into my pitch at that point. And it just got to the point where I was sending Noiseware enough business that made sense for me to go to Noiseware and, and work directly. Um, since then, that was about four years ago, I've worked uh, on pretty much everything but direct sales. So all of our partnerships, channels, integrations, government relations, uh, future products, all, all these things are uh, under my purview. And you, know, you mentioned the, the passion for the space. It's unlike any other space. And there are so many people that are deeply passionate to the point that it's like, it's moving uh, and inspirational for, for me to see how much these other people are caring about the space. So uh, it, it grabs a hold of you and, and sinks its teeth into you. And uh, it's, it's never gonna let it go, I, I don't believe, so. Yeah, look, and it's a growing space as well, right? So there's so much happening in um, the accommodation area, in the hospitality area, especially where, I guess, where you are right now with that kind of merging of guest experience with technology, stroke with host management, and then also community relations. So kind of it's all kind of coming together, which is really nice. And I think that it's also uh, strengthening us um, as an industry overall. So look, I, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that sort of how you liked the product of Noise Aware so much um, that you got involved uh, in the company and why um, it was important to you because you, you do have a fair passion for what you actually do. Uh, so much so that you're working for another company then you moved into the Noise Aware side of things. Yeah, it, uh, the first time I met the founders, I thought they were crazy. Like, why, why is noise important in short-term rentals? Like, just trying to feed a product into a market without the, the product market fit. But the more I sunk my teeth in it and the more I, I spoke with homeowners and building owners and property managers, 
uh, and the more regulations kept getting knocked down because of house parties or noise neighbor complaints, the more I'm like, holy cow, this thing, it, it not only should be bought by every property manager, it should be mandated by the OTAs or by cities or by uh, any responsible property manager or owner. They, they need to use this product. Um, and we've seen the, the evolution of uh, regulations in short-term rentals. The first thing cities were caring about was taxes. And that got solved you know, in the first two or three years or so. Then the next piece is noise, parking, and trash. And this is the phase that we're in right now. Uh, there's a number of cities in the US that mandate noise monitoring, mandate our product, uh, because it has clear results of driving down complaints to the city using cops when it's unnecessary um, or just mitigating issues before they become major issues. What I think is gonna be next is, you know, I don't know if you saw the article the other day, but um, there's a lot of these funds, institutional capital coming in, buying up large amounts of homes in communities. And I believe uh, in the next couple of years, we'll see regulation targeted at those where people want to keep their neighborhoods in the hands of people, not institutions. Um, so curious to track that trend. We believe, you know, we, we're going to fit right into, uh, the trend, the wave that we're on right now, which is noise, parking, and trash, uh, word of the successes we've had in some cities all these cities talk, they, they ask their neighbor cities what they're doing about short-term rentals and, and news spreads. But yeah, the space evolves so much and so quickly. Uh, that's, that's why, you know, one of the big reasons I'm drawn to it. Yeah. Look, you've opened up a huge can of worms for me. I've got so many different questions, um, particularly around the cities mandating, um, noise technology, but I think we'll be a little bit remiss to, not explain um, what it is that we're actually talking about and how it actually Fair. works. So what I'd love you to do is if you can uh, tell us like what uh, noise monitoring technology is all about. Yep. So it's a mixture of hardware and software. So it's just a little box that plugs in to an outlet in the common space. And we're monitoring noise levels, similar to how a, a thermostat monitors temperature. We're taking a reading every millisecond, essentially, and making an average of, of noise levels of that property. So we don't care about decibel levels specifically because you can slam a door and it can get really loud for a tenth of a second and, and drop right back down. We don't care about noise for 10 seconds because your favorite team could have just scored a goal or a touchdown or whatever. Um, we care about noise that's going to last for a number of minutes continuously and be indicative of something that's going to turn into something worse or something that's going to be problematic to the neighbor, the community, the person living above you, beside you, whatever. Um, so our technology, when it gets above the threshold that the homeowner, the property manager set as acceptable, we're going to send an alert either to them or through various integrations that we have, we can route that note directly to the guest and ask them, 
to quiet down, remind them of the quiet hours that uh, the house, the neighborhood, the community have on, on the books or whether it's a law or just the house rules. And what we see is 75% of the time, that first text is you're going to see the noise levels drop down to an acceptable level. 90% after the second text. So without any human interaction, we're able to solve 90% of noise events before it gets escalated, uh, before that neighbor's calling you saying, Bart, what the heck's going on at your property? Or worse, before the cops go out there and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, right. So, okay, so that's all happening automatically in the background. Um, there's a certain level of noise, which is happening in the background. A text message gets sent to the guest. I assume that the host can customize a text message or kind of choose what's going to fit them because it's not going to be one text message that suits all kinds of properties. Then they get the text message and hopefully they will change their behavior, which is better for them, you as a host, and also the community. It's better for, for all parties. Um, and then the last loop, if the, the guest still isn't complying, then we're going to let the host or the property manager know. And that way they know before uh, it's too late. We, we were founded as a result of a house party that um, our founder was managing six units in Dallas. And two girls promised a quiet study weekend right before finals. And they checked in Friday afternoon. Uh, on Monday morning, Dave had 15 noise violations and a, a cease and desist from the property building, uh, basically forcing him to sell his unit. And he lived a mile away. So with just a little bit of technology, letting him know or telling the, the guest to quiet down, that could have been avoided. And that's what uh, the value that we're bringing. We're, we're protecting the asset from damage of properties, but more importantly, we're protecting the asset and your ability to actually rent and make money. Um, whether it's your building, your neighbors, your communities, people don't like living next to short-term rentals and I don't blame them. If it's a constant party house, I would hate living next door to, to it. Um, but luckily enough, there's technology out there they can help uh, keep short-term rentals legal and neighbors happy. Yeah, great. So, um, and then just to clarify one point, which I know the answer to, but just for, for the audience's sake, the, um, the devices in terms of uh, privacy, um, what, what, how does it work? I mean, you know, are you recording everybody, you know, all their voices and what they're doing? How, how do we manage that part? Yeah, the, the product has zero capability to record, stream, or transmit audio. It's literally no, no more intrusive than a thermostat telling you how hot it is. It doesn't tell you why it's hot. It just tells you that it's hot. Um, and it could be that the door's left open. It could be that the stove's left on. It could be that there's 100 people inside on the heat thermostat side. For us, it doesn't matter why it's loud neighbors don't want it to be loud. It could be 50 people talking, or it could be Bart and I, 20 beers deep, cranking the music. The result's the same. The Never neighbors happened. hate it. Never happened. <laughs>
18 beers. Deep, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> talking about talking about accommodation and, and technology, right? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's that's good, and I think that'll clarify it for people. And um, for those of you that are listening in the audience, I, I want you to know that Noise Aware isn't a new product. So these kind of things they've thought of and they've problem solved and trouble trouble shot. So. You know, if you were to reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in this kind of technology, then the 90, 95% of things or issues they would have already resolved um, and have um, a bit of structure around how you should uh, use this operationally in your business. Now, I, I want to go back to a point that you made before. You said that some cities mandate um, this kind of device. Now, what we're seeing around the world is there's a lot of regulation which is coming into place. And um, we're also seeing that if the regulation is driven by short-term rentals, generally the result is better for everybody, so better for the community because they're still getting um, all the tourist dollars, um, better for the hosts because they've got more certainty around regulation, um, and better for the guests as well because then we can start to improve um, the way that people run short-term rentals, so therefore making sure that you know there's you know fire compliance and and that sort of thing. Um, tell me a bit about a city mandating. I mean that seems pretty uh, extreme. Good for business for you guys, but uh, tell me tell me how that works and and why they've done it. Yeah. So maybe to clear the air, we, we don't market to cities at all. Um, it's not our responsibility to tell a city to mandate our products. That is our, our hard and fast viewpoint. Um, but our users love us, know it works and think that everyone else in their community should use it. And that's how this comes about. Uh, we've got community members that use our product that stand up in city hall and say, I haven't had a house party in four years. I've used NoiseAware since they started. And, you know, five more people stand up and say the same thing. And then city council's like, well, maybe we should look into that. Um, and every city in the world has quiet hours on the books. So there's already noise laws written into place. There's just no way to monitor it or, or verify it. By the time the cops go out there, it's usually two or three hours later from when the, the noise complaint goes in and that neighbor's just stewing, not sleeping for four hours in the middle of the night on a Tuesday because they're on holiday and, you know, the surgeon next door has to be awake at five. Um, so we, we can work with cities in, in various ways, whether it's mandate or discounts and promotions for them to encourage all of their licensees or registration uh, short-term rental properties to, to take part in it. Uh, that's not for us to decide. We want the community to decide what's best for them. Uh, we're also tied in very closely with Verbo, and Verbo has a really good government relations team watching and, and taking care of short-term rental operators from that purview. Uh, there's other companies that aren't, aren't the best at it for um, the community's sake, but they, they'll often bring us up as a solution. If the city tells Verbo, like, Hey, parties and noise is a major problem for us. They're like, great. We know, we know some guys. Uh, so that's how it comes about. And then once you get a number of cities that have seen good results from it, they like to, they like to 
tell people and other people like to ask them like, what have you done? And, and it just kind of snowballs. No one wants to invent the wheel, but the, the wheels are greased now. And, you know, I suspect we'll see it in a number of more cities uh, every year until it's pretty widely adopted. And then, so, so on that, um, our, our audience is full of people from not only the short-term rental space, we're talking to all accommodation owners and we're trying to cross-pollinate technology um, uh, awareness, uh, methodology of doing things. And, you know, short-term rentals now in terms of, um, accommodation is, it's, you know, up to 25% in some places. Um, so there's just so much knowledge, which is coming from there, which now can be pushed back to, to hotels, uh, even though they've been, uh, they were the incumbents for such a long time. Um, does noise aware, does noise monitoring technology fit into a, to a hotel? Does it fit into a motel? Um, have you guys got any experience in that space? Uh, yes and yes. So I guess the, the biggest difference between short-term rentals, maybe if you think of a block like Sonder takes uh, and what a Hilton looks like, is Sonder has maybe one person on site. Hilton probably has 40. Uh, Sonder's leveraging technology like ours and other things like access control and you know, you name it. And they're able to run it a lot leaner of a headcount than the Hilton is. So technology does and can certainly improve the, the headcount and, and your expenses at your property for hotels. And it really also depends on the size of the building, right? It probably doesn't justify a 20 unit hotel to have people on site, on staff at the property at all hours, we can, you know, help play a part in keeping headcount light and still mitigating problems and risks within the. So, yeah. Okay. That sounds awesome. Now, look, one of the questions that I've got is around the noise monitoring and whether it's indoors or outdoors. So to me, it strikes me that if there's a lot of noise indoors, it doesn't necessarily mean that outdoors, there's the issue. Um, for example, if you've got a pool area outside that can get pretty, pretty noisy and cause a problem within the community. Um, how do, do you guys tackle that sort of problem? Yeah, it's a great question. And depending on the property type, uh, we have a solution for it. So we have an outdoor monitor as well. Uh, it looks like a little hockey puck. You can, it's weatherproof, so you can attach it to the roof or a tree or a fence or whatever, um, wherever tends to be the common area that people are going to drop their speaker or congregate around outside. Um, Indoor noise often leads to outdoor noise. So we're, we're able to catch it many times before it's even moved outside. Uh, as an example, you don't go to the pool and turn the music on and then go inside. You're, you're making margaritas with the music on inside and then you move outside. Typically, not always. But the, uh, the outdoor sensor works just like the indoor sensor. You can set its own thresholds different than inside. So uh, if you're a very sensitive community, outdoor noise, you can have the, the thresholds pretty sensitive. Uh, again, you can adjust it based on time of day. If you don't care how loud it is at noon, but you do it 10 p.m., you can 
you can bring that threshold down throughout the day. So you've got that sort of level of customization. Yep, down to the hour and threshold. Gotcha. Okay, so um, another thing that I think that everyone could learn from the experience that you guys have is around the guest communication. And this is yep. something that comes up over and over and over again is, you know, what is the best way to communicate, especially if we're not on site, even if we are on site, you know, at what point do we knock on the door? At what point do we start to raise issues uh, or raise the issue which has come up? Now, in terms of that, that text message, that initial text message, what are we saying to people when they are, um, when there is a, a level of noise which has gone up? Yeah, I mean, we're all in hospitality, so we don't want to be accusing them of something they may or may not be doing in, in terms of like, hey, you're throwing a party. It's like, no, we, we just turned music on, right? Like, you, you got to be careful about accusations. But that said, most people on that first text, the 75%, that first text is not accusing. It's not telling them anything except reminding them of quiet hours and that the quiet hours of the community, the neighborhood, the building, or just your property. Um, that alone, just a friendly reminder. People might be drinking too much and not know how loud they are. People might not have read the house rules like we all hope <laughs> they do, but let's be honest, none of them read them. So just a, the friendly reminder, like, hey, Bart, you know, quiet hours in, in our community start at 9 p.m., they are strictly enforced. Uh, just want to give you a heads up. And that alone, you know, most most people are good people. The bad actors might continue on, and then they'll get a second text that's more, hey, Bart, we understand it's, it's getting pretty loud over at the property. Another reminder, they're strictly enforced here. Don't want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen, right? It can be customizable. Um, and that second push tends to tends to be the, the trick. Uh, anything past that, they're purposefully ignoring you and they don't care. Um, and the good thing is you know about it before uh, the neighbors or the, the police. So awareness is is important yeah. in, in those cases. You know, you, you see the the worst case scenario, Airbnb's in the headlines all the time for house parties, but you know, these things, they're not getting out of control in 30 minutes. They're getting out of control three hours in. Um, so we, we can stop it in 30 minutes. Uh, and if not, then we're going to let you know, and you can stop it yourself in 10. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so for the, for the guest point of view, so they get the, the first message saying, Hey, these are our, um, these are the house rules. And would we send that message yep. regardless of the time of the day? You know, like even if it's 1 p.m. in the afternoon and, and the noise the noise restrictions don't start until 9 or 10? No, no. I mean, that's all customizable. Like you, you can have it where alerts aren't going out until 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Yeah. And I think that the, the biggest thing to learn is when we have issues with, with guests and we know that there's a problem, finding a way to tackle it can quite often be uh, tricky. Um, that's where, like you said, the hospitality skills really come uh, to the fore of, you know, how do we do How do we deal with this particular situation? And I think that an important thing is to try not to, not to escalate too, too early 
um, and that generally it's people will do the right thing because maybe they just didn't know or maybe they just didn't realize that they were causing a particular that issue. Mattered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, one of those things people are going to push limits and see what they can get away with, but most people, as soon as you say no, then they're they say okay yeah great <laughs> so look and then um tech stack so so how fitting fitting this kind of a product into um the technologies that we have and i know that that's evolving rapidly um there's there's actually a few thousand pms systems out there um this has been checked and verified um you know from small ones to big ones there's probably around well i think you said uh, the other day that there was 95 or 100 that are quite there's 85 on yeah, the radar. like in, yeah. in terms of prominent <laughs> ones that you 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 team up with now or um integrate with tell me a little bit about the tech stack and how it all fits together yeah, we, we built our product to be loan standing. We don't have to have an integration. The integration uh, capabilities allows you to turn on those automated messages to go to the guests. But without that, we're still going to send you an alert that says, hey, your guests are being too loud. You need to reach out to them. Um, we've got capabilities through... 20, 25 different PMSs to automate the messaging. Um, and honestly, it's integrations. It's a, it's a slog. I mean, you, you said there's thousands. I say there's hundreds. I mean, who knows? Uh, I, all, all that I know is a couple go away every year and a couple new ones pop up every year. So it's an ever moving target and integrations take time and effort. And there has to be a reason why in terms of monetarily a, a big enough opportunity to make sense to do an integration. Um, but we are uniquely positioned where we don't have to have an integration to be very effective still. Um, you know, a lot of platforms or, or vendors in the space don't have that luxury. Yeah. So do you guys work um, all over the world? Are you guys in every country? You got plugs for all of them? Um, not everywhere in the world, but Australia, North America, and Europe. Um, cool. So look, uh, fascinating stuff and, and really cool technology. And I could see exactly why you got drawn to it personally to be able to solve some of these bigger issues. So um, we've talked about how it can improve the experience for the, for the host um, or improve things for the host operationally and with handling guests. Um, and then the community as well. And that's something that I haven't talked about too much um, recently is, is we, we quite often see what we do as being uh, detrimental to communities, you know, and, and, I, and personally, I can see all the benefits to communities through the extra tourism dollars, through the extra work for the cleaners and, and that sort of thing. Um, and for the guests, I mean, to be able to experience new locations and to be able to bring a whole family and not be stuck into a hotel room, I completely understand. And this industry is not going anywhere. I know that for a fact. The question is, is how it evolves. And I think that the cities that do cut off uh, short-term rentals will be kicking themselves because they have lost an opportunity. But I'm very mindful of the impacts on community as well. We need to look after our communities and yep. you don't want communities to just become Airbnbs, right? <laughs> like it's, that'd be awful. 
So finding the right balance is key and, and this kind of technology is gonna help facilitate that. Now, um, in terms of that community work, we talked about what was going on with the city. Um, do you have anything else to add in terms of that community um, conversation? Yeah, so it, it is the biggest threat to the business of short-term rentals is regulations. And it can change at every election cycle. So if you're not keeping an eye on it, if you don't have an association in your community, if you don't know city council members or the mayor or whatever the, the political structure is, get involved. Uh, you know, a lot of people make a lot of money in this industry, but it can go away overnight with, with a, a bad vote or an uneducated vote. And most things that, uh, that cities try and fight against at this point can be solved. Taxes, great, they're already collected. Noise, great, noise where it exists. Um, affordable housing, great. Every property in our community is over a million dollars. Like it's not affordable anyway. Um, so there, there's a lot of different uh, aspects or avenues to, to, to contribute into that. But one of the most important ones is talking with the diner or the bar or the beach club and saying, hey, I know our customers come and visit you guys. You guys got to come stand up in City Hall and help us because um, this, this issue isn't just short-term rentals. It's all small businesses and, and cash into the businesses in these communities. So being organized at a community level don't sit around until, and let someone else do it because uh, they probably are waiting for someone else to do it too. And the more you guys can be united as owners and property managers in each of these communities, the more secure your businesses are long-term. And do you guys, because um, you said that you've, you know, it's a, I think it was Verbo has contacted you about some city type stuff or they've, they've recommended the city contact you. And to have these discussions. Now, let's say if it was a local here in Australia and, and we had an issue, like, oh, we'll call up the Noise Aware team and see what they have to say. Is that something that you as a company get involved in and would want to have that conversation? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, again, we're not going to be calling your local community. Uh, if the association leader or the a city council member or somebody in local politics has questions, wants to know how other cities have done it uh, or recommendations on how they can do it. We're, we're more than happy to help a hundred percent. You know, again, it's, it's not our place to go knock on Sydney's door and say, this, this has to be required, but we're going to help them in, in crafting legislation yeah, that makes awesome. sense. Cool. Look, I think uh, I think we're at the end of the episode. I like to keep these episodes really concise, um, full of information, full of ideas for everybody. So, you know, even if you're not considering a noise monitoring solution or it's not appropriate for your property, at least hopefully you've got something out of understanding where technology is going, what its power is, um, but also a little bit about guest communication and what you can do on that side of things. Um, look, uh, Michael, I want to say thanks for coming on to the show and spending your time with us. Um, it, it really is valuable for everybody to get more insights across the world and across the industry. So, so thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Um, uh, 
because you've spent time with us, is there anything that we can do for you? Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. Um, it's been fun. Uh, I'd love to come back whenever you, you'll have me. Um, and in terms of things to do, uh, just piggybacking on what the last topic we had, you know, go, go sign up with your local association, go form one if it doesn't exist, get out there and make sure that short-term rentals remain legal in your town, not only for your benefit, but I might want to come visit your town and, and bring my family and I'm not going to stay in a hotel. I want short-term rentals to be accessible for the travelers as well. Um, it is something that, as you mentioned at the top of the show, people prefer traveling when they're with groups or their family to not be in a box of a hotel room, but to have space and to have uh, a place to put their two-year-old <laughs> so at seven o'clock so mom and dad can go have you know, beer or wine. Um, so get involved. Don't wait until it's too late. Every community has these troubles. Every community is talking about them. So get ahead Beautiful. of it. And uh, one more one more thing for the audience. If you would like to take NoiseAware up on their product, then um, the links to everything will be in the show notes as well. Um, so you'll be able to take advantage of, uh, of NoiseAware. If there's any discounts as well or anything like that, we'll put those on the notes so you, uh, you'll be able to take advantage of that. Uh, Michael, you're wonderful. You're full of knowledge. Uh, I, I just love that you're really inspired by the industry and making a bit of a difference. Um, and, and that is something that I find super appealing. Um, I think that's similar to a lot of the people that I talk to, that I work with. Um, we just want to try to do make a bit of a difference for everybody. And considering this industry is here to stay, uh, we want to get it to be the best kind of industry possible um, for all, all parties involved. So look, um, great to chat to you. Have a good rest of the day and um, we'll talk again soon. Thank you so Enjoyed much. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Bart. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about, and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with others.